What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. WrestleMania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, oh, with the powerful you. questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Welcome back to the CVV Show, and wow, a lot has changed in the world since the last episode, and that was just on Thursday. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're safe. Hope you're healthy. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online, and it's a little different than what we normally do. I love being able to do interviews in person because I feel like there's something so special about being in the same room as someone, being in their energy, and being able to look at them in the eye and shake their hand. But since none of that is possible right now, we had to improvise. As Plato famously said, necessity is the mother of invention. So this interview with Mike Rome was done virtually, and I'm guessing a lot of these interviews, at least for the next little while, will be done virtually until things get back to normal. My move to Los Angeles this week had to be postponed because, well, nothing in Los Angeles is open. So there's no point in moving there right now. It's also very clear in this interview that the audio and video on my end, on my computer, weren't as good as what was on Mike Rome's iPhone. So don't worry, I've got that all under control for the next one. And Mike's just such an interesting guy. I guess we should call him Austin Romero because that's his real name. Austin is such an interesting guy. And there's so much more to him than what you just see on Monday nights, including a lot of tattoos, which are covered up by his suit. If you haven't yet, please take a few seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We're closing in on 800 reviews. The goal, of course, is 1,000 reviews by the end of the year, which we're getting very quickly. So I'm going to keep reading one out every episode until that happens, like this one from Troy A. Turner, who titles this, You Need to Subscribe to CVV. I enjoy listening to Chris Van Fleet's podcast because the interviews never feel like interviews, but actual conversations between people. The powers that be need to give him a TV show. I'll gladly sit down for an hour and watch his interviews with the best in wrestling. Well, thank you, Troy. And even if you don't leave a review like Troy did, I still love you anyway. And I feel like with the state of the world right now, we need podcasts and YouTube more than anything to keep us occupied and to keep spreading that positivity because there is so much negativity out right, right now with this pandemic. So let's continue to spread the positivity. And you will be hard-pressed to find someone who is more positive than Mike Rome. Not only is he a great ring announcer, he's just like a, a great and happy dude. He's also admittedly a nerdy dude. I mean, he has this incredible Batman and Joker sleeve on his right arm. Great tattoo there. And I know you can't see it because it's just the podcast, but in the background of this interview is his office filled with Power Rangers stuff, Batman stuff, Marvel stuff. It's just a total nerd cave, and it's awesome. Uh, he talks about how he got his job with WWE, how he was working with Nickelodeon and Universal Studios before this. He does a great um, Beetlejuice 
and Grinch impression, by the way, which you'll hear in this one. Talks about how he came up with the name Mike Rome, because as I mentioned, his real name is Austin Romero. Talks about what it's been like working with no crowd on Raw the last few weeks in the Performance Center. We also talk about his segments with Alexa Bliss and the yellow hair, the platinum hair that he had at SummerSlam. Oh yeah, let's dive right into this great chat with Mike Rome. Had to be a ring announcer there for a second. Well, I got to say, Mike, this is my first ever remote interview. So this could be great or this could be absolutely terrible. I feel honored that you you uh, you chose to include me in on this first time. This what is the only way we can do interviews. We can't, we can't even be in the same room anyway. No, this is like a social distancing interview. That's exactly what this is. So thank you for taking the time to join me. Of course. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate that you're showing off the new ink on your right arm there. Oof. This is the latest right here. Very nice. Wow. So what? What? explain from shoulder down to your wrist. What do we have here? Well, <laughs> uh, do you have any tattoos? I don't. No. Okay. So here's the thing is like I, I had a couple small ones. Um, but I didn't really like understand the, uh, intricacies of like putting together a sleeve. Right. So I got like a couple and I'm like, I need to get a sleeve. I need to do this. So, uh, I decided to book it. I booked it. I mean, a year ago, I think it was, um, to get the artists I wanted and whatnot. And so we yeah. sat down and I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. Here it is. This is what we're going to do. And so we came, she, she's like, you know, I'm going to come up with a concept based on your ideas. And I was like, awesome. So you don't get to see it until we come in for your first session. I was like, Oh no. Yeah. So she came, she came back to me. And at the time, like when you first sit down to like, uh, do your consult, you, you end up like, you have all these ideas. So you're like, I want, uh, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and, and, and Beetlejuice. And then I want to have, uh, the fairy God, like there's just all kinds of stuff on there. So she's like, I didn't really know how to put all this stuff in. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I got a better idea now. So we sat down. I was like, I want to do Batman. Like, it was like the whole thing I want to do from the beginning. Yeah. So uh, we started to do this piece, which so you can tell, still got a lot of stuff to do. We started to do yeah. this piece. And then um, the idea she had for the other parts was going to be basically uh, like Spider-Man and like the Avengers and stuff. It was basically going to be DC versus Marvel. And the Infinity Gauntlet was going to be down here. And they were going to be going for the gauntlet. And I was wow. like, you know what? Screw it. Just make a just make it a Batman one. So one of my favorite paintings, uh, Alex Ross, Batman uh, Today and Tomorrow, uh, is where kind of this stuff comes from. And so she's going to do it like future, past, and then it's going to be all villains down here. Oh my uh, god! Combine onto a thing. So it'll be like good, good, evil into one thing. So it's been morphing as we've been going. Well, your artist looks incredible, by the way. Oh, she's phenomenal phenomenal it's just such a shame that this is hidden under suits every week when we see you on raw it's funny every time i run it every time i meet somebody they're like you have tattoos and i was like i know it's weird because you don't <laughs> see your suits like i'm like look at me i'm nice and clean cut and then i'm like ha -ha. that's so who is so who's the real mike rome is it suit guy or is it you know sleeveless shirt guy yeah i think mike rome is the suit guy and then austin romero is the guy with the tattoos and the you know the beetlejuice shirts and the and the nerd office <laughs> <laughs> this is quite the office. Thank you for welcoming us into this. Of course, of course. I can't wait till it's actually done. My original concept was to make it a bat cave, but I ran out of time, you know. Somehow this isn't done. This looks pretty complete. Not done, man. Listen, I don't you can't even I don't know if you can see this. Hold on. Please draw us around. <laughs> 
Over okay, so over here, actually, you can see it during the daytime here. I'll take you okay. over there right now. Here we go. Take you this is the Come great thing about these uh, remote like interviews. <laughs> so obviously, the arcade machines, but you can see like all the stuff over here is just stuff I haven't. So I have to get shelving for all of this and oh, basically man. get. I'm gonna make this full for, for everybody here. This is here we go. Yeah, this is a whole whole mess over here. It's like Comic Con stuff, posters, random stuff I haven't put up yet because um, I ran out of wall space and I just need to rearrange. And then inside this closet, I've got boxes of things that I have yet. Oh my to gosh! Um, and then obviously the rest of the room is the rest of the room. But I, I appreciate that you have your uh, your championship, your twenty four seven title up there. You have to. You have to get it. <laughs> you are a former champion. I am. Yeah. And, and as far as I know, and I, I think they're still trying to fact check this, I think I am the first ring announcer to ever win a title. Wow. Look at you. You're a history yeah. maker. Try first time ever, uh, you know, interview over video and first time. <laughs> <laughs> 24 champion. I'm just knocking off those first, you know. Well, you mentioned, you know, your your in-ring name, your WWE name, Mike Rome. And I know that there's there's a bit of a science to how this is done with WWE. So how did your name come about? Not very scientifically. Okay. Um, I think, I, I don't even know if I, I don't even know if I can say this. So basically what happened is um, I was sitting, uh, went through this process and uh, Greg Hamilton, who's over on um, SmackDown, who's a ring announcer for SmackDown. Him and I have known each other for years and years. And uh, when, he, when they wanted to move him up, from NXT, they were like, hey, we need somebody to replace you. He's like, I know just the guy. So he started bringing me in on the process and I auditioned like over a year period of time, basically, wow. this process went. And uh, so um, to kind of give you the full story, I had to kind of like, I have to give you these pieces because they're very integral to the story. But basically like I got my phone call, um, I had my interview and then I didn't hear anything for a long period of time. And I, I remember leaving my audition and going, I nailed it. This is great. I got this job. Yeah. And uh, I think like three months later, the realization set in that they didn't call me back. And I was like, oh, turns out uh, they didn't realize in the process they had already made an offer to somebody else. Oh, wow. So when I left the audition, they were like, we love you. You're great. We're going to make an offer. But they'd already made an offer. And, and the, the two sides weren't communicating to each other. Mm. And uh, so the process went on. And then I got this random phone call one day. And it was, it was like late, late at night. And I remember I was sitting watching uh, Batman versus Superman. I'd been waiting for that movie forever. I was in a theater. And that, if you know anything about that movie, it's long. It is. That movie could have easily been 30 minutes shorter. Oh, God. 30, maybe an hour shorter. <laughs> um, and I love that stuff. Uh, so I was sitting in there and I had my phone and I saw that the live event producer called me. And then I saw that Greg called me. And I'm like, what's going on? And so like, I'm like, whatever, I waited for this movie. I'm going to sit and watch this movie. So I watched the movie. I get out and I hear, hey, man, we need to talk to you right now. Uh, call us back ASAP if you don't get a hold of us. Uh, we're flying, so we'll talk to you tomorrow. And I was like, what? So the whole night, I'm just sitting there just stressed out of my mind. Like, I couldn't sleep. Click over the next morning, like 7, 8 a.m., I get a phone call. I was like, hey, are you so interested? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right, you're going to get a phone call from Michael Cole. He's going to break you down on everything. Right. And uh, literally uh, a second after I hung up the phone, my phone rang. Michael Cole calls me. He's like, hey, here's what's going to happen. We've got WrestleMania coming up. We've got European tours, this, this, and this. Because this was, uh, it was like right before WrestleMania in uh, Dallas, I believe. 
and uh, he goes, he's like, look, uh, so I had like a month. Yeah, yeah, he's like, all right, so when we get back in uh, April, was it May, uh, it, it, later May or whatever, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll have dinner. And I was like, okay, cool. Or later April, beginning of May, that's what it was. And so I like sat down, I was like, all right, cool, this is great, whatever. Then I didn't hear anything for like a month. So then you start to like go through your head, you're like, did I really have that conversation? Like, did, did, did all this happen? Like, I, it just yeah. happened so fast. And they're like, we'll have dinner or whatever. So sure enough, like like the week before, I'm like, hey, is there anything you need me to bring or anything? They're like, no, just bring yourself. I'm like, okay, good. I'm still, everything's still good. Right. Um, and at the time I quit my other jobs because I was like, I put my two weeks in. So then that, that, that realization started sinking in. Like, what if I, what if this isn't happening? Um, but then they brought me to dinner and I was like, all right, this is good. Brought me to dinner. And Greg's like, it's going, it's working. It's going good. It's going good. Dinner ends. I don't say anything. And I'm like, wow. Okay. And then the next day they're like, oh, we had taping NXT taping the next day. So like, Hey, just come in early. Uh, think about it. If you have any questions, you know, just ask them. I was like, okay, cool. So I go home the night and I'm like writing down all these like intelligent questions. <laughs> like I, I didn't have any questions. I my dude, my, one of my neighbors is Scotty too hottie. Like I'd oh, gone through, wow. like, I knew so much about what I was getting myself into ahead of time that I was just kind of like, crap, what do I ask? So I'm like trying to healthcare benefits and this and that, you know, <laughs> I'm like writing all the sensible stuff down. And then uh, we sat down and I'm, I'm in there and I'm like, all right, here we go. And he goes, all right, do you have any questions? I was like, yeah. So, um, <laughs> do you want the job? And I was like, yes. And he goes, all right, you're hired. Wow. <laughs> so when you auditioned for this, you know, cause you've done a little bit of everything you've done ring announcing, you've done hosting, you've done backstage stuff. What was your audition process like? Well, uh, it was, um, it was basically you send in a tape. So they give you this, um, and this is for anybody else that else that's going to audition. Uh, basically you get a sheet. It's like a one sheeter and it has a bunch of hits that you have to go down and record. So you record yourself doing those. So you okay. send that off and then, uh, well now we review it. Um, and then we see kind of like, all right, does this person have what it takes, blah, blah, blah whatever. And, um, once that happens and they reach back out to you and then it, you get invited to a live audition. Now the live audition is always inside the PC. It's usually during a taping day. Now those are very different now because they're not taping days for NXT. They're live. So yeah. I don't really, I haven't been to one recently, but um, I'm assuming it goes the same. You come out to a TV day and then kind of see how things go and you kind of understand. Cause I think the one thing that people don't understand is how much actual non TV stuff we do, how we, you know, we have all the touring shows and WWE live, uh, pretty much three days a week and yeah. only one day of TV, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just to kind of get people to understand, like most of what we do is in front of a live audience and not cameras. Um, so they kind of get both and then they bring them in. Like I remember during mine, when I came in after uh, they brought me in for the live audition, like I was, it's a little different now, but when I was there auditioning, there were people inside the rigs. Like, so in the PC, there were people still working and they would stop and just, watch while you're sitting in the middle and, oh, wow. and, and triple h was working out inside the uh inside the gym and it just it was a whole different thing like bull dempsey was uh they brought him over at the time to uh 
do an interview and they would it, it, the audition process has changed dramatically but at that time it would be like i would be interviewing him They're like we gotta come back live and i'm like okay thank you both <laughs> they would do that whole thing like all right you got to make up three minutes or you got to go now or whatever it is and um it was definitely a, a cool experience and things were so different in the pc uh the wwe pc back then so um i i forgot to tell you at the end of that story basically the the name thing what oh, i yeah. what, right. what i was getting to it was just a long build to it i forgot to tell you this and i don't want to leave this because i'll forget it Please. basically my middle name is michael and my last name is romero so uh they asked me they're like what's your what's your uh first name and i was like austin like oh, you can't keep that so, <laughs> of course cool. yeah uh, at the time austin aries was there um so they were like no if you make them, steve yeah well that was the main reason yeah. and they were like if you go up to you know if you go up to raw at that point or smackdown or whatever chances are you're not going to get to keep that name and i was like well all right well they're like what's your middle name i was like cool michael they're like done what's your last name they were like romero and they were like hmm rome they like halved it and i was like okay so at the time i was michael rome and then we went to an nxt taping and I was sitting, I was near Michael Cole and they were like, Michael Rome. And it sounded so much like Michael Cole. He oh, goes, yeah. no, you're now Mike Rome. <laughs> and just half both of them. But what about the Dirty Jobs guy? <laughs> what, is his, what is his name, Jim Rome? No, no it's, what is he? Mike, Mike Rome. Mike, Mike Rowe. It's W-E, right? W, yeah, R-O-W-E, yeah. Mm. Ah, yeah, he's not a wrestler. No, I do get that sometimes. Every once in a while, there'll be like a random tweet. They're like, isn't that the Dirty Jobs guy? I was like, no. How much of a wrestling fan were you before, you know, this whole process began? So when I was a kid, obviously, like every, I feel like every kid had their phase. Like I watched a lot. Like I grew up, you know, uh, Junkyard Dog and Hogan and, you know, the cartoons on in the morning and, um, just the normal stuff that everybody else kind of grew up with and you know looking at andre the giant as a monster i remember undertaker's first appearance um there's so many things uh ultimate warrior was my dude man um, nice. i used to walk around in my neon um but you know you go through that phase and then you kind of hit that i don't know there's that either you find girls or or whatever it is you're into sports whatever it is yeah um and you kind of just lose that so I, I think i made it most of the way through the attitude era and then i i missed a lot of like the um uh the cm punk uh era and and kind of that i, I don't really i had to i had to go back and and uh after i got this job and kind of go through and watch that stuff because there were references and things that i was just like yeah i don't know what that is so i had to go back and do it but i, I definitely watched a lot when i was younger and then had to come back and pick up the stuff that i left off when i went to school <laughs> so when you get this job do you dive right in head first and start looking at everyone else who's done this job before you yeah i mean you have to right like you can't just yeah it's and everyone has their own style too yeah it's just the, the thing is is that it, it would be weird to kind of jump in and be like mm, i'm gonna figure it out as i go so in, in my process like i had that whole month before my meeting after i knew so i you know they give you the network and you can kind of just 
uh, dive in. And, I, and that's all I did. I just watched. And most of the time I watched NXT because that was what I was going to be working with. But I would go back and watch older stuff and, you know, ring announcers and, and commentary guys and mm -hmm. kind of figure out, you know, because I'd never ring announced before. Like I was a host for, you know, Nickelodeon and other things. So I, the ring announcing was so odd to me. And uh, but I knew I'd heard it so many times. You know, you had sure. so like. Binkle and Chimmel and uh, Justin Roberts and even Lillian and it, 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 you just you have those things in your head. So you're like, how do I take what they're doing and make it, you know, make it your own? That's that was always the uh, the hard thing. And not and Greg and I sound so much alike sometimes that we have to like adapt what we do to make sure that we don't sound the same. <laughs> really? So you like what have you done to differentiate yourself from Greg? I've had to go like way, uh, like my voice naturally is deeper than Greg's yeah. is. Uh, so I've had to kind of get gravelier with it to make yeah. it like dirtier because if not, like when I was with NXT, Greg and I sounded like almost identical sometimes. And still to this day, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm watching you on SmackDown right now. I'm like, that's not me. That's my dude, Greg. He's awesome. <laughs> well, you should follow him. <laughs> unfortunately, you guys aren't on camera that much. So if your voices do sound alike, it's hard to be able to differentiate i guess it's true it's it's one of those weird things man it's uh whatever you see like a spotlight like greg the other day had his whole announcement about the chamber match um and they like just put it on i'm like yeah that's my dude yeah <laughs> what exactly was your job before this you said you were hosting some different things oh no the white eyes <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to make it seem ominous i actually um I worked uh, like right before this, uh, I worked for Walt Disney World um, and uh, I was over at the uh, Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. And uh, I did, um, I don't know, if, have you ever seen that show? Of course. Okay, so you know the I'm not guy. as big a Disney nerd as you, but I go like once or twice a year. Okay, that's still good. Yeah, that's, that's most people go once or twice in their life. Yeah, that's true. It's very respectable. Well, I. I mean, I lived in Florida for five years. I mean, it, if you're not going so to Disney. Really, what, like three and a half hours away? Yeah, exactly. Also, with my job as an entertainment reporter, I would uh, get to come up to Disney, cover. I covered uh, Avatar or Pandora, <laughs> the world of Avatar. Rough life. Yeah, it was really difficult. And they're like, hey, we'll put you up at uh, what's the Animal Kingdom Hotel. Oh, God, it's terrible. Just terrible. Yeah, look out your window and there's like a gazelle just walking by. Dude, it is insane. I've, I've seen, so I've never actually stayed there. I got to visit when it first opened, but I remember seeing photos and like videos from all like the social media people that were there. And they're like, yeah, no, no big deal. I just casually woke up in the morning and walked to my window and saw like a water buffalo or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right before I left my job in Miami, I was covering uh, the Star Wars uh Three weeks before it opened, I was uh, in there. Yeah, it was three days before it opened. And I know you're there all the time now. So what I mean, this isn't exciting at all to you. Hey, man, it was. Listen, I went from here because California opened first, and yeah. I booked a hotel. Literally told Vanessa, I was like, "Hey, we're going to Disney." She goes, "Yeah," and I was like, "We're going to Star Wars." She goes, "Oh." <laughs> I booked the Disney hotel so we could, cause you had to do the reservations to get the blocks. So they would give you that like hour right. or three hours, I think it is in there. Yeah. Um, so like you book it and then you have to wait. And then like three days before your vacation, they send you the thing that tells when your time frame is. And um, I, we flew across the country. I went to go see that Star Wars and went in there, did all the stuff. And then I got to do the, cause I technically still worked at Disney. 
when this one opens, so I get to go to the cast preview to this one. Nice. So I have like I have like three lightsabers from the lightsaber build thing because I made her do one. I did two. <laughs> so your job, you were hosting the Indiana Jones show. Basically, so there's a director um, who uh, basically walks you through each scene, and then there's a guy who's called the assistant director, and his job is almost like an audience warm up. Like he kind of comes out and gets the extras that are on the set to do random things, and then. He's always like checking down after the director is like, hey, you know, flights get whatever. That was what I did over there. Uh, I used to, I used to do both director and that, um, but I love that was one of my favorite places to ever work over there I, at Disney. I think it's amazing that you went from that to WWE, which I'm sure have a lot of similarities, but on the surface seem vastly different. They really do, but it's funny how similar they actually are. And uh, I was and, and I was working in both. So I was working at Universal Studios doing like Beetlejuice and- um, What do you mean, were you Beetlejuice? I was Beetlejuice. What? Yeah. I, I don't think I knew this, wow. Yeah, for a while. I did that, uh, I did, uh, we used to have a, a musical review over there. And so I did that and Frankenstein over there. And then um, I was doing uh, the Transformers. So I did Optimus Prime for a little while. Uh, I was Grinch for like six or seven years. Uh, during Halloween Horror Nights, I was able to do Jack the Clown, which is one of their like icons. It's wow, a Bill yeah. and Ted comedy show. I did every. Dude, I was at Universal for a very long time. That was one of one of my favorite. Uh, most of my theme park memories come from Universal. So that's what brought you to Orlando. This that job. Uh, actually, I worked for Nickelodeon before that, so that was kind of <laughs> all over the place. That's great, though. I mean, and you posted a throwback recently of your. Terrible hair and terrible beard. Is that the Nickelodeon oh. days? Uh, so the one where I was like super blonde and I had my collar up. Yeah. That was when I was working at Nickelodeon. So that was definitely during that time frame that I was at Nickelodeon. I had that like boy band thing going on. The one before that was uh, we're at the Hard Rock Hotel. Yeah. That I actually worked at the Hard Rock as a lifeguard at the time. You've done everything. I, I literally have. I've been a server, uh, host. Like I've been everywhere, dude. And, and when I was a lifeguard at Hard Rock, they literally came out and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna do this shoot, the shoot for for the, the promotion of this." And they're like, "You, <laughs> you come here." I was like, "Hey, what's up?" And they're like, "We're gonna put you in the shoot." I was like, "All right." So then they just used it, used me randomly, and then paid me. And then I was on the side of a bus and billboard and all <laughs> stuff and so weird like this. Yeah, with a phone. So, with, with my little chin strap mustache. I, I commented on that photo on your Instagram and I said, you should use that phone to call the person who gave you that terrible haircut. Dude, so, <laughs> it, it, honest, so, and this is not like coming back afterwards because it was a really bad haircut, but all the blonde that they had on the sides and stuff was actually added in after the fact. Oh, wow. So, oh, so it was just frosted tips. Yeah, yeah, it was literally yeah. just frosted tips, but they added, they decided that because it was just here, they wanted to add it up the top, and then they added all those piercings in on me and everything. I was like, wow. Well, between you working for Nickelodeon, I worked for MTV2 Canada, and my oh, throwback photos. Yeah, they're I've seen brutal. videos. <laughs> so between me and you, I think we could either have some terrible throwback show or some awful boy band. I mean, I'm down for either. They're both coming back around right now, so let's go. <laughs> How is everything in your world? Obviously, you're living close to the performance center, which is probably pretty helpful. 
very helpful. Uh, not bad. You know, I, I think that uh, I, I it's, it's so, like I hate saying it like this, but I spend so much time away from my house that now I actually get to like be here and um, hang out and like be amongst the stuff that I put together. So I'm actually really enjoying this downtime um and the quarantine and like i get to see my girlfriend and you know kind of like have it's weird to say there's some semblance of a normal life without leaving the house i guess uh i mean we're not like quarantined but we're just kind of like staying here because we're never here so it's great watching some movies and uh yeah i saw that disney plus today is releasing their uh was it upward or onward or whatever that new disney they're releasing it on disney plus and digital so i'm like dude I, all these movies i wanted to see in the theater are going to be right in my living room it's gonna be great so I, uh, I think we're making the best out of it for anybody that follows you on instagram they've seen these videos you have this theme going this thread going where you scare your girlfriend because she falls asleep apparently all the time yeah it's it really something happened for... in a while though did she get too mad or you're less were you like i don't think we need to do this anymore bro i don't even know how to explain this like she <laughs> There was a period of time that I did it so much. I think it was during that like October Halloween period of time. And we were traveling so much. Um, She doesn't handle the road life very well. Uh, But we were traveling so much. She was just, you put her in a car. She she has what I call car collapse. You put her in a car and she's out. (laughs) She's out. She's done. So um, there was a period of time where she would drive around like this. No. Yeah, she would fight falling asleep because she was terrified to fall asleep and the whole time you ever seen that old like i don't know if it was from a movie or like a video thing where um the the semi has a semi attached to it that's facing the wrong way it's like towing it yeah yeah, yeah. i always wanted to find one of those because i desperately wanted to go "Ah!" and wake her up because she would panic so hard i I think i aged her like 10 years last year what a Uh, guy but (laughs) Yeah, so we've we've calmed down on it, but the other morning, because we've been, I mean, I've been here, so uh, she was in, we were supposed to go for a walk. I literally, I was like, hey, I'm going to go upstairs and grab my shoes. I come downstairs, and she's in virtual reality, and I was like, it's on like Donkey Kong. It's going down, and you're not, come on. You had two, how did you get the, how did you get the VR on that fast? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah, so prepare, because it's. If we're depending on how long we're going to be in this house, there's going to be a lot. The good thing is the bedroom is off limits. We have set the bedroom off limits. So, oh, well, that's good. You guys have some ground rules here. There are ground rules. <laughs> how long have you guys been together? Three years. How many? Three. Three years. Wow. How did you guys meet? Uh, through uh, Universal. So she did one of some of the shows that I did. And oh, okay. Kind of how we crossed paths the first time, and then you know years later reconnected, and then. And look at hey, you now, scaring the crap out of each other. I know. I think if she would have known, if she would have known then what she knows now, <laughs> she would have been like, no. <laughs> she would have said no coffee. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she would not want that. What was it like on Monday going to work? Uh, you know, obviously it was empty and it's at the PC. What was it like for you doing your job? Uh, it was... It was a lot of things. I will say that it was a lot of things. The, um, the the thing that people I think forget is that we are surrounded by each other so much that we are really a family. 
you know, you see everybody down to the camera guys, to the, to the, you know, catering to whoever we travel together, like from the highest to the lowest. And uh, you see all those people all the time. So at least when you're in a place like that, that's unfamiliar, uh, when you're doing something different, it's at least you're around your family. That's what it feels like. Um, and, and going to the PC was odd because they did transform most of it, but then you also have that, you know, perform, WWE performance center thing on the other side. So you yeah. keep, I kept looking up and I'm like, Oh yeah, we're in the performance center. There's no audience. I mean, for me, um, it, it was odd during the matches because it's just so, I want to like make up for the noise. So I want to sit in the corner and go, yeah. yeah and then like, make the noise and do all the stuff because I feel bad. Like I've been on the other side. It would be like me getting into a thing to host or doing the Indiana Jones show or a show that needs interaction and yeah. uh, not having that. It's, it's definitely different. So I, uh, it, it's weird, but it's so cool to see these guys perform these promos and these, these epic things that they're not used to and step outside of their comfort zone um, and come together to put something out there for people um, so I think everybody was like a little somber and trying to figure things out. But once we got rolling, it was just like being back on Monday somewhere else, just without the audience. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say like, as a fan, I like that it's continuing. I like that, you know, the world, some other things in the world may be on hold and some people may not be able to leave their homes, but I love the fact that wrestling is forever and it's continuing on. I agree. That's why I like, I, I think I posted, I, I posted a thing. Somebody took a photo of the, the, the arena with us in there and it's just the, the emptiness. And I think edge was cutting his promo at that time. And I'm just, I'm watching him because I'm just like, wow, dude, like really just this so is great. What some of those guys are doing. And um, I remember I posted a thing and people were like, Oh, well they showed, you know, they only showed the rumble or they only did this. And the, and the thing is, is like when you're taking a, uh, something that, you're used to doing a certain way for so long and mm -hmm. now you have to kind of change it. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot of time for us to kind of shift what was happening and how to make it. So I think what they're going to see moving forward is going to be a, a, a lot cooler of a process because, you know, the, the first couple, the first two days they had, they didn't have time to turn it around, but now they've had time to kind of sit there and give something back to everybody to get their minds off of what's going on. And, you know, as long as we can, I, I, I'm a hundred percent sure it's going to keep going. And, and, and for me, it's great because I get to come home to my bed. Like it's, it's so weird to go to TV and then to leave, get in my car, not a rental car, yeah. Not go back to the hotel, but come back to my bed. And I'm like, right. dude, I can't get used to this. It's not going to be good for me once <laughs> I start traveling again. <laughs> I, I just – look, I think what WWE does every single week is incredible. And they've been doing it for 20 years. It's amazing that you guys can put on that show. And I love that it continues. And I appreciate that WrestleMania is still happening. Now it's a two-day event. And I know that with the time that you guys have put this together, it's going to be something special. Yeah, I think wrestling in general, I mean, wherever it's coming from, it's great that it's still continuing, you know? I mean, if you're the thing is is everybody wants to sit on one side or the other or whatever it is, but any kind of wrestling happening right now or anything going out to the people is great for wrestling in general and great for everybody. And uh I, I think it's cool and I love the fact that uh WrestleMania is two days now. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be insane. And I literally what's even crazier about it is I know besides the the matches and stuff i literally yeah. know nothing about what's happening for those two days so i'm just sitting here going 
what's gonna happen? <laughs> All right, a quick pause from this awesome chat with Mike Rome to thank our sponsor, Bet Online. And with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, my friend, you would be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. It's all open 24 hours a day. It's all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices. You can even bet on the weather. Yeah. Visit their website today and join for a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Bet online. It's your online wagering experts. I think you should bring back the platinum hair for WrestleMania. Bro. I don't think my hair can handle that. Literally within the within the span of a week and then one day, it was like a week, and then that the Sunday I had it, and then Monday I dyed it back. Wow. Yeah. Why was it so short-lived? Uh there wasn't it wasn't uh I didn't get it approved beforehand. Ah, uh, right. So so basically in our you know, in any contract or anything, you have to, if you're gonna change your look, you have to basically ask you have to go hey is this okay if i do this whatever sure. uh with this obviously it's covered so it doesn't matter um and and i forget about that sometimes but yeah so i, I didn't really get approval for it so i honestly i don't you know nobody would have minded it if i would have asked but the fact that i didn't ask was one of those things where it's like so. right well, look that, that was a way of you showing off you know the austin side of you perhaps but you you do that all the time with your suits and your socks, which I'm also a big sock guy, big suit guy. So I feel like you know that's our that's our, a big common ground for us here. I like it. Yeah, the socks used to be. Uh, I used to do way better with my socks, but now I feel like I have I have so many pairs. You ever hit that point where you have so many of one thing, oh. you just can't go through it. So like, I'll go get ready for Monday, and I'm like. Uh, I, I'll just grab these. I used to put yeah. so much thought into it, and now I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I also subscribe to one of those like um, boxes, like one of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's called like Gentleman's Box or something like that, which is cool because it takes the thought process out of it sometimes. So like at least once a month, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> this is great. I, I, I subscribe to something called Sock Club, and it's like a sock of the month. So every month Tell they send. Yeah, so it's a, it's a mystery sock. So you just get a brown envelope, and it says, here's your, it's that time of the month. Here's your sock. And you open it up, and you unwrap it, and you're like, look at that one. What a great sock this month. What? Yeah. Dude, I... What a what a magnificent time we live in now. What a world. What a time to be alive, right? Bro, I remember, like, like even like 10 years ago you couldn't like you were like oh, i really wish i could find this and like you couldn't find it anywhere now with the internet and everything oh. else there's all these subscription boxes like you don't even have to leave your house you're like man i need new socks and it's like that's why so many people you. are like quarantine i don't leave my house anyway bro i literally when they when they were like hey we're probably you know it's better you just stay inside i'm like awesome like i popped on amazon i ordered <laughs> all the things i needed 
Uh, we got board games. I've got an arcade. Man, here. Like, I'm oh, coming over. Jeez, bro, bring it. Let's go. As long as as long as you stay on this one, and I'll stay on that one over there. We're you know, fair enough. Apart, we're good to go. No, but fair they, enough. I can do that. I just like it's funny because I've been. It's not like I've been prepping for this forever, but I've been wanting to spin just time in this room or time in my house so now i'm like woohoo <laughs> if you come in, in here oh what yeah no, i'm jealous i haven't I been able to work I, out in a week I, I, I actually put it in for vanessa like i started doing it because she's like oh i want to get in shape but it's so hot dude like literally you know how it was in miami like it's yeah. 100 degrees on any given day out here so running right. outside is just brutal so i bought one of those like uh peloton things and then i've got like free weights and i put in like gym floor and all this stuff and then there's a it was originally a, a movie room in there so i originally like used to, i had a 100 inch like movie screen thing in there and a projector so i used to watch it so i just turn it around now and i put all the workout videos on the on oh that's the great and just work out or if you're on the bike you just put some kind of background that's like traveling through italy or whatever random place that you want to go to and you're just like <laughs> so if you've committed your whole right arm to dc is your left arm gonna have to be marvel <sighs> man it's <sighs> so <clears throat> i don't know this is where my dilemma is so i i do love marvel and um especially anybody that follows me on Instagram knows I love Marvel. Right. Um, thing is, I also love horror mm. and I'm a big Beetlejuice guy. I love, you know, the monsters. I love all that stuff. And this arm, sorry, this arm already has it on there. And I considered doing like a half sleeve of like Beetlejuice and like some of my favorite monsters, like the classic monsters and like, um, Pennywise and uh, Jason and and Michael Myers and that kind of stuff, and then phasing down into a like '80s montage of like Goonies and Ghostbusters and all the things I really enjoy, yeah. um, and along with some Marvel and some Power Rangers in there. So I don't know, man. I I'm I'm so. Whenever I start, I explained this earlier. Whenever I start a sleeve, my mind's like, "What can I do?" Because I don't want to do anything other than my arms. Once my arms are done, I'm done. Really? You say yes, that now. Done. I'm done. <laughs> done. For two reasons. One, my legs are so small that there's really not a lot of real estate on there. So <laughs> <laughs> if I decide to go into my legs, it's just going to be a pain. Uh, two, my body hates color and I want to do color tattoos. Like my body does not like color very much. Um, so the healing process for color sucks. <laughs> And I don't want, I don't want to walk around. Like I'm already like, I was, I remember doing MSG like right after I got this and somebody was like, Hey, and I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> I just, I just don't want to walk around. Like don't touch my legs. You also have such an affinity and a love for power rangers. I feel like this needs to be worked in somehow. It is. I, I so, uh, green ranger, uh, Jason, uh, he has a tattoo and um it's like right here and i kind of like it but i'm trying to figure out the thing is i've never found and this is no offense to anybody that has a power rangers tattoo i um i've never seen one that i actually really liked mm. they all just look kind of cheesy to me and i don't want to do uh faces like i don't want to do the whole um uh like portrait mode thing on there sure so i'm trying to find a clever way to incorporate my love and have it in there without going hey 
<laughs> For all your fellow Power Rangers fans that are watching, who's the best Power Ranger of all time? Uh, Green Ranger, man. Okay. Green Ranger. Tommy. Tommy Oliver. I, Jason David Frank. I guess if we're doing these rapid fire things, what's the best ride at Disney World and then also uh, Universal? Rise of the Resistance. Hands down. That, that literally, it used that, to be. Yeah, the fact pirates. that you can drive that ride yourself is pretty crazy. Bro, the whole have you have you been down? Have you seen it yet? I've ridden it, yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, it's crazy. Yeah. The fact that it's never the same ride, like for the next group of people, because you're steering in a different way or whatever. The the thing, the the whole I, I Pirates in Shanghai is pretty high up there for me. And then the the flight of the Avatar was also up there, but okay. Rise of Resistance, hmm. hands down, uh is like my top theme park ride right now. Universal. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, what is my favorite Universal ride? I really miss Back to the Future. I do too, man. That, I, that's my favorite movie of all time. And is it? Don't have that. Yeah. What's well, the greatest movie of all time? So I'm actually in my '80s montage that I uh, that I was talking about on this. It, Back to the Future is in there. Yes. It's in there. Uh, I actually, you know, those like Nike BB adapts, the ones yeah. that look like Back to the Future, the self lacing. Yeah, yeah. Just because Back to the Future. Oh, this is amazing. I love that movie. I actually, so Awesome Con is coming up in DC, and I'm actually flying out there because um, they're all doing a meet and greet. Oh, wow. So I'm going to meet the cast of Back to the Future. And low key, like a uh, little known fact, my grandma on my dad's side used to date Doc Brown. Wow. As a kid, they walked into my house and I was like this. <laughs> Did you go, Craig Scott? I was like, say, say, Marty. <laughs> That's crazy. He was great, man. Uh, he was super nice too. So I like I'm really excited about going there because I'm gonna be like, hey, remember that time you used to? Um, <laughs> uh, uh. It must it must be so interesting for you because you see the hardcore super fans for WWE, and then on the flip side of it, you are that person for all these other things. <laughs> it is it, it's it is it's such a weird it is a weird thing. It's such an odd thing because. So like, you know, when I started this job, I was, I always wanted to be like, all right, the only thing I want to do is, is, you know, do conventions and do that kind of stuff. And, um, because I love this other side as well. And I was trying to always curb to get to start to do some of those things. So now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm almost in five years with WWE and I've, I've been able to do a lot of that stuff, but it is weird sitting on the other side of it where I have more access to things now. Um, like even Comic-Con, when I went to Comic-Con, like I just did it so differently than I'd ever done in years before because of what I do. And, um, it's kind of cool to be on the other side, but then I have to watch the way I am. And I'm not like, when I say super, I'm not like, Oh my God. Like, I don't, it's weird. Like I don't mark out for like celebrities and stuff like that, but I do mark out for uh, IPs like, oh, man, I'm really excited about this Marvel movie or I'm really excited about this stuff like Batman or this and that. Like I'm those are the things I'm excited about. Mm. So the good thing is I was never one. of I was never somebody who was like, oh, my God, that's so and so like that was never my thing. So that's good because um, that's where that's where that like line starts to 
Mm, right. Waving back and forth. Um, but yeah, it is odd to see some of the stuff on our side and go, oh. Well, especially when you know, you're on the receiving end of this sometimes, you know? It's, People can't believe they're meeting you. It's weird, like even walking around Comic-Con. Like, I don't even think about it. Because to me, like, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, we're on TV and stuff. But like, to me, like, I'm just me. Like, I'm just... I'm at a comic, like I'm at a comic convention. Like I'm just walking around like anybody else, like hanging out and like doing this stuff. But then I, I know people who are booked on that show. And then yeah. I know uh, people that were over here and then people will come up to me, even though I'm over here talking to us. It's so, it's just this weird world. And this, like, even at Comic-Con, it was so odd. Like there's these like shops that I didn't even know about before, like that are on top of like venues. So like a, a store will have a, a private shop up top or this and that, that I got invited to, or I wow. go over here and I'd like literally the first day I bought all my stuff. I was like, what do I do the rest of the days? I've never <laughs> done that before. Dude, I've never gotten all my exclusives. And then there's all these like after parties and parties on top of parties. And like, yeah. dude, I, I don't, I did, I did Comic-Con so hard last year. I don't even think I can go back. <laughs> I don't, th I don't think I've recovered from last year <laughs> between uh, Drake Maverick and Xavier. Woods, right. uh, like we were going in on Comic-Con. <sighs> you know, it keeps popping out behind your head here. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but the 24 seven championship, at what point did you realize uh, that you were going to become the champion? Uh, I don't know, man. It's just kind of one of those things where, you, I don't know. It's weird in our position. You just forget that anybody can kind of go at it as long as there's a ref there. And uh, I mean, if anybody gets pushed hard enough, you kind of just just kind of go for it. So like, you know, we were uh, on the holiday tour and I was sitting there and I had to, you know, I had to go up in the ring and announce uh, the winner and it just got pushed around a little much and he turned his back and I was like, could it be? Hmm. Yeah. Could it be? Um, and I'm like twice his size. So I knew a roll up would be super, at least if I could hold him that long enough to get it. Unfortunately, it only lasted nine seconds, but. But you're still a champ. I am. I'm still in there and for the shortest amount of time ever. I mean, we talked about records. There's one. <laughs> Not only what am I is... the first ring announcer, but I'm the shortest title holder in history. <laughs> Uh, what is your favorite name to announce? Oh man, um, I I would have to say, for me, Undertaker. Okay, yeah. Because that was like I think that was like my first, um, so first guy that I like vividly remember watching on the screen, going like, "Yo, this dude is scary." Like as a kid, like I remember just seeing him, and he just no emotion and like right. just dominating everybody yeah i remember the first time i remember when i started here i was like man i, I really want to cross paths with him i really want to announce him and uh i was so worried that he would not come back and now i get a chance to do it at wrestlemania so it's one of those like full circle moment things yeah um that i'm pretty excited about uh but also not necessarily ring announcing, but getting to do the Mean Gene tribute at Raw in Orlando was like sure. awesome. Yeah. Because Mean Gene was that dude who Mark Summers and Mean Gene were the two people growing up for me that like molded the career that I wanted. Like, oh, wow. Like kind of got me into hosting and like having, you know, interviews and doing all that stuff. So I, I molded most of my stuff around those guys. So getting to actually 
you know, interact with me and Gene before he passed and like having conversations with him and getting advice. Uh, he was just a genuine dude. And even at his age, he was probably the wittiest, funniest person that you would ever meet still. Um, so getting to do his tribute was just, I don't know, man, like it was weird. Like I was super emotional in the ring. I was like, Oh my God, I gotta get my, I gotta get myself together here. <laughs> I like that. You're not, you know, you're not just a ring announcer. You were actually worked into the storylines with, with Alexa, which, oh, was, <laughs> which was funny for all of us. I'm, I'm glad everybody enjoyed that <laughs> couple pies in the face. Uh, yeah, the, the thing is, you know, you get a, there's a lot of freedom and stuff to do a lot of stuff. Like, I did a lot of stuff with uh, Chris before he left, and then um, uh, Bliss. And, you know, when you're backstage, you get to do a lot of stuff. So it's kind of cool to to have some of those things there um, just to look back on going, wow. <laughs> right. If there's someone that wants to follow in your footsteps and do what you're doing, What's the advice you have for them? If they're just starting out, what's the advice you have for them to be a ring announcer on your level? I would say, honestly, the best thing to do is to take in, you know, take in as much as you can, like learn from all the people. It doesn't matter where they are. Watch as many people as you can do that job and then figure out how you fit into that. Like figure out how you take the best things they did and make it yours um, because, a lot of people just try to come in and duplicate or do the same thing. And, you know, it, it's like, okay, cool. Somebody's already done that. But if you can figure out how you fit in that, get a lot of video of yourself doing it. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to get out there and do as many things as you can. Put it on video, submit it, send it, send it our way and let us see it. Because that's, I mean, honestly, that's the only way we're ever going to see it. And a lot of people don't have video footage. They don't keep video footage of themselves. But putting together like a reel of you doing things, not just ring announcing, but hosting, because yeah. most of what we do is actually, you know, at live events where we're just talking and having conversations with the audience, which is some, dude, house shows are some of my favorite thing. WWE Live, some of my favorite things to do um, because we get full freedom to kind of talk and interact with the audience. So that is, people are like, oh, well, I can just do this. Like, no, you got to be able to control an audience. Like, you got to be able to talk. I think that's a great. I think that's a great piece of advice. You got to get this on video because I think there's a lot of independent wrestling ring announcers out there that just go out to the ring, do their thing, and then go home and you know do their normal job. And you got to watch yourself, especially in our profession. You've got to watch yourself so you can know what you're doing right. It's true. certainly know what you're doing wrong. Yeah, it's like I, dude. I remember. Oh, I remember seeing some of my early stuff from like cruiserweight classic like when i first went in there i used to stand like i used to slouch over and my i'd do this because i would just be standing in the ring and it's it's not it wasn't on purpose it's just like i played characters like shaggy from scooby-doo and the grinch and a lot of what i my mannerisms were just like leaning over and you know doing that or like hey man like oh i joined scoob and so you'd be like this. So I realized I'd be standing in the ring and I would be hunched over and I was like, oh God, I look awful. So I had to learn to like stand up straight and like okay. do all this stuff. And also I'm like 6'2". So it's it's hard. I, I'm so uh, self-conscious of how tall I am in the ring. Um, so I have to really, even like when I'm like this, I just have to make sure that I'm back up again. So I'm not like standing next to somebody going, Hey, what's up? <laughs> but if we saw a little bit of Shaggy there, uh, who else, who else can we get? Uh, Beetlejuice maybe? Oh God. Uh, I don't even know. 
Hey, babes, what's going on? Hey, look, we're just going right here. We're going to do the thing. And then, whatever. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, well, who else? Uh, who else are we missing out on here? Oh, gosh, that Christmas music. It's joyful and triumphant. This is amazing. Wow. <laughs> what about some Mike Rome? Give me your favorite, uh, you know, uh, uh, ring announcing. Oh, God. Oof. Uh... Dude, I will blow this camera out of here. Isn't that, this yeah. microphone can't handle that. So the audio guys are always like, Ooh. I'm such a loud belter. Um, God, I don't even know who to give. Uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe you could do uh, Chris Van Vliet. Oh, okay. I could do that. Uh, where are you originally from? Toronto. Toronto, Ontario. There we go. All right. Making his way to the ring from Toronto, Ontario, Chris Van Vliet! Yeah! I feel like I, I can go fight a bear now. <laughs> At the end of a long day of ring announcing, is your voice just completely shot? Yeah. Um, God, what, what day was that? We did... We did something. We did. Oh, we did two episodes. We we did. I think it was during Christmas time where we did like one episode. We filmed two all in the same day because they were going to air one the next week. So we didn't have to work on Christmas. Yeah. And I, I ring announce for six hours, six hours. And I remember leaving there. I remember leaving there. What are you doing? Sounds like a party in here. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? Oh, Vanessa. <laughs> Can't, her hand. She's waving. <laughs> Welcome. What is, what is happening in there? Um, and it is a party in here. It is always a party in here. So we did it. Uh, we did like six hours of ring announcing. And I never thought about it before. Because even back in the day when I first started, we, we would do like six episodes of NXT ahead of time. Sure. But... I wasn't ring announcing as many matches as I did that day. There was no like promos. Like it was just match, 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 right. match. I remember leaving there going, oh, I called her. I'm like, hey, babe, how's it going? How are you doing? All right, cool. With Beetlejuice, they called her. Yeah, it's it was, dude, it was it was crazy. And, and the thing is, like I used to be, I used to sing. So I'm used to going on vocal rest. So she knows, like if I'm tired, if my voice is tired, I come home and I'm like, yeah, that's wise. <laughs> just 24 hours of not talking, man. That's the best thing you can do. Because the problem is, is people will take teas and all this stuff and whatever. But if you're not resting your voice, like even whispering is putting air through there. So if you just don't talk for 24 hours, take some ibuprofen, get the swelling down, dude, golden. Huh, that's interesting. Have you had a time where you've gone to TV and your voice is not solid? <laughs> oh yeah is this what happened with the best of the world oh dude i was sick as a dog dude i was so that was the second time but the first time was uh wrestlemania in orlando and i was so excited and we did takeover so i got sick during the rick flair statue unveiling at um access yeah i was sitting in the ring and i was like this Oh, no. I was there. I, I watched flush. that happen. Dude, I was so flush. I couldn't think straight. You know when it first hits you, your brain, you just go, oh, no. And the yes. lights are so hot. And so Triple H is like, oh, really, really 
big up Ric Flair. Dude, I couldn't think to save my life. Like, I couldn't even, like, you know, two-time WWE. I couldn't, nothing. I'm like, I don't even know what I said. And um, my fever had just hit. So, like, they took me off access, like, literally right after that thing ended. Because I was sitting, I had to push myself up against the side of the ropes so I didn't fall over because I was so flush. They took me out of the ring and they put me on the 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 bench for the rest of the night of access. And I just kind of laid around backstage. Um, and then, because I had takeover the next day. So, I went to takeover and my voice was not doing well. So, I had to belt like hard which i never do because it's really bad for your voice especially when you're already like struggling so i did so much that night that i lost my voice and the next day at wrestlemania it was so hot outside and i was in a full tux and i was basically laid out in a tent backstage unless i needed to do something and I was sweating and sickness, whatever. So I was like trying not to talk to anybody and drinking tea and resting my voice. And so I went out for main event the next day for Raw. I was so excited because we're in Orlando. I'm warming up my voice, warming up my voice. I cannot get it warmed up. I'm like, it should be fine. Walk out there and I'm like, hey, everybody, welcome to Bellarmine. <laughs> and my voice was so like it cracked. It was super high pitched. And I was like, god this is not gonna be good so then they were like they were like oh my god what's happened they pulled jojo back out and they had her come out and do it and uh it was super embarrassing but <laughs> it was there and then so the so we just got back for the the best in the world thing i dude i had been sick for i've been fighting somebody for like three weeks at that point we had gone on tour overseas on one of those where we had shows every single night i think it was after the like a two-week tour um and i just whatever it is i couldn't kick it and we were in whatever city it was i feel like it was cold it it was opposite of what i was used to and i kept bouncing from like hot cold hot cold hot cold which was making it worse so i'm like trying to get through this so i asked them ahead of time i'm like hey if we could not do that because like it wasn't that my throat was hurting is i couldn't breathe i couldn't get air in so and the, the whole point of that thing is like breathing in and getting air but i could not breathe and so i was like hey guys can we not do this and they're like yeah, yeah don't worry about it <laughs> and so if you watch if you watch that there is a moment where when he stops on the thing and he looks over and he says to me like do the announcement i'm like this i'm literally i look terrified and just utterly upset because they move the camera over to me and i'm like oh my god what are you doing I'm like, no, please, dear God, no. (laughs) I was like, all right. So I tried to take it as much air as I could. And that day he was like going longer than he normally does. And I was like, I can't, I don't have any air. There's nothing there. I can't, there's only so much I can do. So yeah, that was a, that was a fun one for a little while. (laughs) And that just became, you know, what it was. And everything was online forever. Oh, forever. I think it's funny. Everybody's like, oh, you don't know, you can't do it. And I'm like, look, I mean, we all have our good days and our bad days. And that was, you know what? It just, I can't do anything about that. Like, we all get sick. So, but I appreciate that you take a very technical approach to this because I've talked to other announcers that are just like, no, I go out there and do my thing. And I'm like, that might, you might not be able to do that for that long. I, I like that you take like a technical approach to this, which could be because of your, you know, theatrical background. You're also doing some voice work now as well, right? 
Correct. I do. Uh, listen, man, I, when you make money, when you're, when you're doing stuff with your voice and you know this, like you host and you do interviews and stuff like that, if you lose your voice, That's you it. Got nothing. Yeah. so you gotta, you gotta really, really, it's an instrument. You gotta take care of it. It's the same as working out or, you know, eating healthy for your body. Like you just gotta take care of those things. And so like, uh, one of the cool things about doing ring announcing is like, all right, you know, I've got this now. What else can I do with my voice? Like do characters and stuff like that. So, um, I got signed to an agency and I've been doing a lot of voiceover stuff. I actually built a little microphone and stuff in here and I just do voiceover. They'll send you auditions and then you just kind of do it. And like, there's video games. Like it's such a whole nother world of like things that I just never knew were out there. And like, you can literally sit at home yes, and record stuff like, you know, books. It's like, and then she tucked him into bed and like, you're doing all these <laughs> random things. And then you're like, Oh cool. I just made money off of that. That's I, I, I just had an American express voiceover audition the other day, dude. It's like, the, it's such a, like, it's a little underworld and it's oh, really yeah. hard to get into. It's yes. hard to break into it because there's so many established people out there. Yeah. Like I felt really good about myself until I went to the, um, like the directory on my agency page. And they had all these like top talent names and they were, and I was listening to their reels and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> all right, yeah. I gotta step up my game. But, uh, it's been a fun, it's, you know, it's been a fun process of kind of like doing that. And I'm like, I just did one. Oh, I can't even say what it's for, but something okay. that I really like, um, <laughs> and I'm hoping, I mean, it was like literally right before all this stuff happened. So I'm hoping that I hear something back from it because that would be like an ideal situation for me to be able to voice something that I really like. So, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> As we wrap things up here, what do you think is the nerdiest thing in your room behind you there? Ooh, nerdiest thing in my room behind me. Oh. What would you, okay, hold on. Let me, let's, let's do this. Okay. What would you define if you had to, if you had to pick a nerdy thing in your mind, if somebody was like, what's the nerdiest thing you can think of? Well, I think like if I had just one Power Rangers helmet, that'd be very nerdy, but you have several. So I do have several. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out what the threat is. I don't know. Do you have like a, like a really, or maybe what's the thing you're most proud of? How about that? Um, I, <laughs> Ah oh, man, let me think here for a second. You got, I got to put some thought into this because mm. I don't know. There's a lot of nerdy stuff. I had a, I have a bat signal in here. That's pretty nerdy. But <laughs> now's the time to be shining that. I don't, Mike. You've really been letting us down. I don't know if you can. Here's the thing: is I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Well, you can pick it's, your camera up. I'll, I'll, I'll put you full screen here, and then we can uh, take, a, take a look around. There you go. I don't know if you can see that. Oh yeah, there it is on the ceiling. <laughs> That's amazing. You can see it right here. Wow. If That's we ever, if there was ever a time we needed Batman, it's now. Listen, Listen. you got to, yeah. right? But I, I think, like, I don't know, like Rocketeer helmets, pretty. Wow. There. Gotta uh, love the Ikea like, shelves. Yeah, oh, dude, those they're the best. The best. Um, I have one behind me here. I think, uh, I mean, that giant Batman Funko is pretty, pretty uh, nerdy. Um, I don't know, the full Batman suit. <laughs> Let's just go with the life-size Power Ranger. How about that? That's pretty great. That's pretty great. I also have a Green Ranger scooter, so it was a Comic-Con exclusive. 
Uh, I want to take it. Thank you for taking the time to have this quarantine chat with me, this fireside quarantine chat. Of course. No, this has been fun. And, and I think it's great for a lot of people to learn about the man behind the suit and behind just the announcements that we see on Raw or the pay-per-views. He's very different than what you would imagine. <laughs> no, but you're awesome, man. And I, I you know, oh, oh no, uh-oh, what happened? I dropped you. Oh, he's back. This, this never would have happened if we were in person. I know. Uh, I should have done this on my computer, see? Nah, no, if you were on your computer, you wouldn't have been able to walk us around the room. You say that, but I would definitely lift my computer up and walk around. It's an iMac. It's easy. You know, just... <laughs> but I, I just you know, when, you have a, when you have a room like this, you've got a lot of these laying around. Oh, my. Yeah, that's not, that's not scary at all. I just want to say congratulations on everything. Like you're, you're, you do such an incredible job, and I love the fact that you know you chase after your passions and you've made them part of the thing that you know pays you. Thanks, brother. You too, man. I'm like, like I said uh, before, I've been watching you do your thing for a while, so I'm, I'm, I'm super uh, honored and excited to be a part of uh, a, a tiny, tiny part of uh, your journey now. Well, this uh, is history. That's what this is. Oh yeah, we, we definitely established that earlier. This is this history. Is this is history. I'm, I'm going to go back, you know, in a, like a year from now when, you know, you're all over the place and even more than you are now. And I'm like, hey, but did you do the first video chat? So, ah, mm. so Mike Rome, thank you again. Austin Romero, thank you for hanging out. And I feel like as a, you know, as a ring announcer on the very lowest of levels myself and you up here at the top of the frame, I feel like... Uh, it, I, I learned a lot from this, so thank you. I appreciate it, man. Like I said, I, uh, I I appreciate what you do, and I enjoy all your videos and stuff. So it was cool to actually have a conversation with you, and uh, you know, switch knowledge back and forth. <laughs> now we've been following each other on Instagram for so long, so it's nice to be able to right? be face to face, even though we're not actually. And now I got now I got to get some brain pills, like like you know, on your Instagram. You read it. That stuff's the best. So I like I literally I saw that and I'm like man I need to find something because I'm sitting around the house and like I'm trying to be more productive and I'm you know I, I'm like trying to get my brain in gear and I feel like you know I'm just sitting here going all right all right let's go and then you post it I'm like you know what I think I'm gonna order something I got you covered I got you my man so thanks again brother I really appreciate you thank you man. Well, there we go. The first ever CVV interview in the books. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this, please take a screenshot, tag me, tag Mike. Let us know what you thought about this. Let me know what you, your favorite part about this was. And this is, I guess, going to be the first of many virtual interviews until things get back to normal. So let's will that into existence, by the way. Let's keep putting that out there. Let's hope that this gets back to normal sooner rather than later. And all week long, I'm going to be doing these virtual live Q&As on my YouTube channel. But it's not my questions that I'll be asking. It's your questions from the YouTube chat. So I'm looking forward to having you join me on that. And the lineup is its insane. What a lineup we have for this. In order, here's who we have. Ryback, Enzo, Zicky Dice. That's going to be outlandish. Lillian Garcia, Ken Shamrock, and Kelly Kelly. Oh, we will see you there. That's going to be great. And remember... In the words of Tony Robbins, with everything going on right now in the world, what you focus on is how you feel. So if you focus on positive things, 
you will feel positive. If you focus on the negativity that's out there, you're going to feel negative. So let's focus on those positives as we head into this week. And I'll see you on YouTube for those live Q&As. Woo! Going to be good.